Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to the Total Sports Live podcast with Jovan Alford and Harrison Brown of Sunday Night Sports. And welcome back to another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And man, it's been a long, 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 long time since we've used that intro and since you, the listener, have heard that intro. When you hear that intro, you already know what it means. It means we are talking arena football. And I know, I know, I know you fans are probably disappointed if you haven't heard us talk about the AFL more this season, but it's all right. Better late than never. It's playoff time. So we're going to be talking some AFL playoff, some AFL playoff action, which begins today in in a few hours. But before we talk about AFL action and everything that's been going on, because it's been a lot since we last talked to you guys uh, happening with the AFL, um, you already know if you missed this podcast or when you have, whenever you're able to check this out, you can check it out on blogtalkradio.com backslash total sports live, or you can check it out on the TuneIn radio app. It doesn't matter what you got, Android, Apple, any type of smartphone that's got an app store, search TuneIn radio from there. Search the TSL podcast. Give us a follow on there. I really appreciate all the listeners that subscribe over there. And also, we're on iTunes. Yes, folks, we're on iTunes. All you got to do is go to the podcast section on iTunes, hit subscribe. Subscribe to us on there. We really appreciate And any review that you give us on there will be grateful so we can know what to keep on doing in the future. But like I said, when you hear that intro, you only, it only means once in AFL football. And you already know who I got to bring on to talk some AFL action with me. Always joining me when we talk some AFL is the one and only Harrison Brown of Sunday Night Sports. How you doing, Harrison? What's going on? What's going on, Jovan? Good to be back talking about the AFL with you. And definitely. Like I said, it's been a while and it's been a lot that's been happening and everybody knows from last year, you know, usually around this time we're gearing up for the playoffs. We're talking about which AFL players are going to the NFL, you know, who's getting them NFL looks, the expansion. But we'll get on all that later. But we got to talk about what's, hap- what's happening this weekend, starting today, the playoffs. And we're not going to talk about the games that's happening today. We're actually going to talk about the game that's happening tomorrow because our Philadelphia school they are, are in action in Allentown at the PPL Center taking on the number four seed, Tampa Bay Storm. If people don't remember this year in the AFL is different as all teams make the playoffs. There's only an eight there's only an eighteen league this year. All teams make the playoffs, but it made for a compelling season as every game kinda held weight when it came to playoff standings and playoff matchups and all that good stuff and seeding. And we're seeing that now, right now in the national conference as we have I think it's no, it's American. It's the American conference. The American conference between the soul and the storm. These two teams last played a few weeks ago. I have this I think I wrote the I wrote it down in my notes actually. Last played a few weeks ago and the soul just won fifty six fifty one. Dan Rodderball, two hundred thirty three pass two hundred and thirty eight passing yards, six touchdowns and interception. Adam Kennedy, two hundred forty one yards, five touchdowns, one interception. T T Tolliver and Preshay Rodriguez went off in that game, one fifty two Receiving yards for Tolliver, 119 for Prichet. But the, but the Souls defense stepped up huge. Getting to that 
storm offensive line and causing four sacks. Harrison, what are you looking forward in this? What are you looking forward to seeing in this game? And will this game be as close as it was a few weeks ago? Well, I mean, this, this is really one of the trap games this weekend. You know, a game where I think a, a higher seed could lose. I, I really don't see the soul losing this game. I think it will take mm-hmm. just a complete fall and tank, you know, from the soul to to drop this one. And they they've been playing on all cylinders. They just beat the Predators, and that was a great game, very competitive till the end. But to beat a team like Orlando away to come back, you know, it, it isn't necessarily at home, but it's essentially at home, you know, Allentown. So to take on a team like the Storm, I really don't see them losing this one. I think one thing we will have to watch for is the uh, the offensive play of the Storm. Uh, I think it's gotten better over the past couple of weeks. Now, mind you, it has not been good, you know, at any point this season. But T.T. Tolliver is always going to do what T.T. Tolliver does. And uh, the guy who was in the sole camp but wound up getting cut, you know, Preacher Rodriguez has kind of caught back on to what it used to be in those old Pittsburgh Tower days and even when he was with the Sharks for a little bit. So he, he started to take off a little bit. And, Boltis is a pretty steady guy. He's never really been considered one of the elite guys, but he's a guy who pretty much can get it done. You know, he, he's Game with only eight teams in the league. He's one of the, you know, you know, the back end, you know, the the bottom right. four quarterbacks right now, but he still can get it done. So I think it will be remotely competitive. Like, I, I don't think this is going to be like second quarter you know, Luke Collins is coming in the game and the Soul are taking out all their starters and it's over. I think it will be competitive enough, but the Soul will win it by two or more scores. You know, it won't be anything that they're too worried about, but I don't think it will be a crazy blowout. I would agree with you. I don't think I don't think it will be a blowout. Like you said, I think it will be a competitive game. And, and like you said, the only way the Soul loses this game or even if it's somehow close in the, like, the final two minutes of, like, Soul – completely fall flat on their face and there's turnovers and all that and all that noise. But I think one key for this game, um one key to victory I think for the soul on Sunday, I think is gonna to have to be that defense. The defense last time these two teams played had four sacks. And me and you have been vehemently talking about the the Tampa Bay Storm's offensive line. <laughs> Uh, during this season, even in the off season, we harped on their offensive line and how it needs to get better. And I think if the Soul are able to get to uh, the Storm's quarterback, Jason Boltis or whoever is under center, that's just going to make the game so much easier for a guy going back in. If the, the guys in the defensive line, Jake Metz, you know, the linebackers are able just to blow through that defensive line and cause havoc, that's only going to make the game easier. Yeah, if you, you cover good, you get good pressure. And if you get good pressure, you cover good. Really, the two work together pretty well. And the soul of a good defense, Jake Metz led the league in sacks this year. And Teddy Jennings did what Teddy Jennings does. He got to the quarterback. He brought constant pressure. And then you've also got Bo Bell, who's been playing healthy, and also Richard Kleber and Justin Lawrence. So it's a really good defensive line, obviously. They, they've done good things all year. And that Tampa Bay Storm offensive line, while it has improved, hasn't improved nearly enough. Uh I like Anthony Parker, their tight end. He's a guy who plays with a lot of swagger and, you know, he'll talk a lot. He's done a pretty good job this year. He's probably been the best of that group. But overall, it just has not been good over the past couple of years. R.J. Bibbs was a decent pickup. He's a guy who's been around the game, was with the Voodoo last year. So they improved their line, but it is still just nowhere near where it needs to be. 
and the Solar are going to cause problems this week, uh, tomorrow night. On the defensive side of the ball, they're going to bring the pressure. And then, you know, like I said, with the storm receivers and TT and Preche, if the DBs cover like they can, I don't think they'll do anything too crazy. So, and really the Soul are in a great position to win this game. You know, you get that number one seed was such a big deal because Orlando, who lost, they still have a home game, but they're playing the Jacksonville Sharks, who we'll obviously talk about in a minute and we'll talk about that game. But if I had to mm-hmm. beat Jacksonville and Tampa Bay, I'm taking Tampa Bay every day of the week. So that win was huge. <laughs> right. I would, I would definitely agree with you. We'll see what happens in tomorrow in tomorrow's game. The Soul take on the um, take on the uh, the Philadelphia Soul Soul Storm tomorrow. Six and six o'clock evening. If you can't, if you make it to the game, it's at the PPL Center, Allentown. But if you can't make it, the game will be televised. I think it'll be on ESPN three, if I'm not mistaken. ESPN three or ESPN. I think, I think it's on sure. ESPN two. I think it's on ESPN two. Okay. But don't quote me on that. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the, we'll do the research on the back end, but it's on one of those ESPN networks. If you got to watch ESPN app, you go find football and you hit football. And you see upcoming, you'll pretty much see the soul game listed there without no problem. But since you mentioned it, we got to talk about it. Orlando, Jacksonville, the most interesting dynamic of a season for both that is just kind of like uh, it's a microcosm. Both teams, one team is playing well. And it's like once the one team that's playing well has capitalized off their success from previous seasons building, while the other one has kind of fallen flat on their face in the Sharks. And we saw what happened with that with their head coach, Les, Les Moss, being, um, being let go a few weeks ago. This team and the Sharks, me and you have talked about it a lot, Harrison. This team has not lived up to expectations at all, where they pretty much have all, a, a Hall of Fame lineup on offense and a pretty solid defense. They haven't lived up few expectations at all. The last time each U team played was on June 18th when Orlando won 44-34, but Jacksonville's defense got five sacks. Randy Hipper at the time was under under center, but under center right now for the Preds is uh, Bernard Morris. But let's talk. Let's just, let's just talk about Jacksonville, man. Jacksonville has just been one of the most puzzling teams the past few years, the past few years in AFL, and it's really – it's really hard to get a gauge on what you, what what team to expect on a day out day on a game in game out basis. Well, they're a veteran team. You know, if you look at the roster, how many rookies are on that roster? Not many. You know, no, they, they're very many. <laughs> they're experienced. The entire offense is back from last year, and they all played in an arena ball. You know, they went out to Stockton and lost to the SaberCats, but they've done this before. And the Sharks turn up in the playoffs. Like, you can't fault what they did last year. They've had this exact scenario. They went out and they beat Orlando in the first round at Orlando. Then they came to Philly, beat Philly in the uh, second round at Philly. Then they obviously lost the Arena Bowl. But with a guy like Tommy Grady and with a fullback like Derek Ross, who obviously has taken some steps back this year, and, you know, the coaching at first, Les Moss wasn't really giving him the ball too much. And then uh, two weeks ago now, he was the AFL player of the week with three touchdowns and 14 rushes. So, with the best fullback, with the best receiver in the game, yeah, I know. I said Donovan Morgan at the beginning of the year, and Demo had a great year, and it's hard to fault him. And this is obviously his last season as he announced his retirement. But, I mean, can you argue with what Joe Hill did this year? So, maybe. No. I, I'm sorry. He, he looks like the MVP. 
in my opinion. You know, if I had to vote, he's MVP. So, and with a guy like Tiger, the list goes on and on. You know, the list goes on and on with that team. So, it's hard to ever sleep on Jacksonville. Like, looking on paper, mm-hmm. pick a game that they go into. I know they've struggled, but it's hard on paper to put them as the underdogs in any game. Right. Just because of how talented that roster is, but obviously the collapse they had this year and losing easy games and losing to the Portland Steel, who've been awful all season. And it's just it's hard to get a read on them. It really is. And to pick this game, it all depends on what Jacksonville Sharks team is going to show up. Is the Tommy Grady, the Tiger Jones, the Joe Hills, the Ross, the Alvin Ray Jackson, Greg Reed, Green Smith of the past going to show up? And what they've done, and what they've done at some point this year, or is the 2016 Jacksonville Sharks going to show up? Is the team that lost to the Portland Steel and lets bad teams hang around and just finds ways to lose games and collapses when things go wrong? So, with all that being said, I'm going to roll with Jacksonville in this one. You know, I haven't really talked about Orlando too much, but, you know, they've got BMO, a former Shark himself, who uh, he always does pretty good in this first round. This, I guess you consider it. Like a wild card round in the NFL. He he's been good at yeah. that, but the conference championship, he's like 0 for four. But he's been there a lot. You know, they lost to Cleveland the one year and uh yeah. they lost to the Soul twice when he was with Jacksonville. So Bimo, while he's a talented player, a lot of what a rushing quarterback like he like what he does, his style of play, it's tough when you're versing a really good Jack linebacker. And he's versus arguably the best Jack linebacker in the game. Well, I, I got him number two right now myself. I got him number two myself right now. But, you know, he's versing Albert Ray Jackson. And he's versing a good Deanna Cream Smith. And had a pretty mm-hmm. decent pass rush. And Dexter Jackson's had a good season at Mac. So that that eliminates a lot of that. And then Jacksonville's secondary is no scrubs either. You know, Greg Reed nope. is probably top two middlemen in the league. Him and Rowe. I mean, he, I mean like you said. Kaiser up there. Like you said, a rookie, and he was like the rookie. He was the only rookie that really stood out last year in this kind of right. developing their role. Right, and I mean, you got Reed and Reed versus Tompkins should be a battle all night. Brandon Tompkins, who's had a phenomenal season, and that'll be another That's key be thing. Is Orlando special teams are great. Mark Lewis and Brandon Tompkins, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So that'll be another key. But you know, you look at Greg Reed. Uh, they got Keon Lynn in the backfield, who. uh or the secondary, who's with the Jets for a while and has that NFL experience. He's a baller, and, you know, they, they have – David Highland. David Highland. How can I forget about him? You know, he, he's one of the best. He, he won the Arena Bowl last year with San Jose. He's done great things his whole career. So, you look at what they have, and it's like it matches up, you know. And Orlando's offensive line, while it's not scrubs, I mean, it's not amazing. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. not perfect. And BMO can obviously run around, but – Alvary Jackson matches up with that. So, in my opinion, Jacksonville is going to get this win. They're, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a great game. But Orlando is coming in, you know, on a cold streak, too. Two-game losing streak. So, right now, it all leans for me, for Jacksonville to win it. And if they do, head coach Bob Lanzi, I mean, if I'm the owner, I'm keeping him on for another year. Because he has done, you know, he, he's done his job so far. So, I got Jacksonville winning this game. Is like you said, it's hard to pick a, pick against a team like Jacksonville, especially when you have a player in Joe Hill who has two thousand two hundred and two thousand excuse me, two thousand twenty receiving yards, hundred and sixty one receptions and fifty eight touchdowns. That's that's MVP. That's MVP type numbers 
Let's not get it, it twisted. Get it, and be, it really doesn't. Unless your quarterback throws a unless you have quarterbacks throwing a hundred, which Dablin and Ronaball did, but that slight work for them for what Hills has done is pretty amazing. Then like you said, Greg Reed leads the league in tackles, tackles at hundred and one point five and he's second in interceptions, only behind Tracy Belton of the soul with eight. So with that being said, like you said, it's hard to pick against a team like Jacksonville who was so good on paper and you just want them to play to their play to play to their capabilities that we all know they can play to. And like you said, BMO's been here before when we look at the Predators, but yeah, is he which which Morris is gonna show up, you know, in, in this situation. And I gotta go. I gotta go with your. I gotta go with your selection, Harrison. I like. I like Jacksonville too. Like well, we saw them. We saw them in person last year many a times. It's so hard to pick against this team because you know what capability that they can play up to. And we saw them last year in the, in the conference championship game, handle their business against the Soul, go tit for tat with them, and the Soul just barely fell short of a game winning touchdown. So we saw how good that Sharks team is, and I got to go with the Sharks. Hopefully Orlando proves us wrong, but we'll see. I got the Sharks. Yeah, it should be a great game, though. You know, I'm absolutely looking forward to watching it, and it would not surprise me at all if the Predators won. (laughs) You know, it's going to be a really good game. It should be pretty competitive. It's a toss-up. You know, and also, while I picked the Sharks to win, it really wouldn't surprise me that much if Jacksonville got blown out. Just by the way they played this year, so <laughs> for real, it could really go any way. It could really go any way. So I do have the Sharks winning it, but if Orlando won the game, I'm not surprised at all. Definitely. So that's what's happening in 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 the Souls Conference. And now let's go to the other side of the bracket and start off with the four versus the one. The Portland Steel taking on the Arizona Rattlers tonight at ten on the CBS Sports Network. Portland has come in on a hot streak a little bit. They got Shane Austin back a few weeks ago after his stint in the CFL. Portland has won have won their last two with their last two is three. And the last time these two teams played on this on the eleventh of June, Arizona blew out Portland though seventy six to forty nine. Does Portland stand a chance? I, I don't I don't even want to laugh saying that, but do they still have it do they still have a chance? in this game against the dynasty known as the known as the Arizona Rattlers. They are the dynasty. A chance, yeah. Portland has competed in games like this before. They they beat or they didn't beat them. Tampa beat Arizona. So Arizona has lost, you know, they've this isn't one of the better, you know, steel mm-hmm. teams. Right. Well not steel teams, but Portland franchises. You know, this is this is probably the worst out of the three. And Arizona is looking as good as ever. They've played great ball all year. They lost that one game to the Storm, and they uh, lost to the Soul and one other team. But it's still Arizona. Yeah, that Storm it's game was crazy. <laughs> it's still Coach Kevin Guy. It's still Rod Windsor. Yep. It's still DB Jeremy Mo- So Still Mo Purify. Still Mo Purify. I mean. Yeah, yeah. how could I forget Mo? So I don't see Portland winning this. I don't see this one being really close. You know, I'm expecting – three or four score difference. It's the playoffs, so anything can happen, but I don't see this one being close. Portland will probably compete. They'll probably play tough. Coach Ron James will play him tough, and quarterback Shane Austin obviously has been there before, but I I don't see this one being anywhere close, and this will probably be the last game of the Portland Steel franchise in the Arena Football League, so 
Uh, sad, wow. obviously, to lose the team, but just the way that, you oh, know, everything went this year for Portland, you know, and um, just no owner being in line. It looks like this will be about it for them. So I have Arizona winning this one pretty uh, pretty easily. Wow. What a way for the storm to – what a way to not the storm, excuse me, for the still to go out as possibly their last game as a franchise. That would be an interesting way to go out. Like you said, I got I got Arizona too. I'm not worried. Davila is the GOAT. He's a legend. The team that they have is dope. Jeremy Kellum is a playmaker back there. I don't see them having no problems. Like you said, I think Portland is going to play them tough. I think Portland will play them tough, play them tough until into the third quarter. I think they will play them tough into the third quarter because we've seen them do that with the soul, play the soul tough uh, late in the game. So I think Portland, I think Portland will do the same. I think they will play Arizona tough, but just like we saw what the soul did when the soul went up to Arizona, they played them tough, but eventually. Arizona just puts the foot on the gas and they step on your throat and they do not look back. They just keep on going. Yeah, that, that's how Arizona's always been. And you look at that arena ball in 2014 and the rematch a couple of weeks ago with Arizona and Cleveland. And Arizona is just, you know, a machine and they're very tough to stop. So I don't see Portland getting a turn. Me either in the final game of the playoffs fleet. Which is which is pretty which is probably one of my favorite games out of out of this out of this weekend. I'm really intrigued by this matchup, and that is the Cleveland Gladiators taking on the L.A. Kiss. The Kiss have made the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. This is amazing. They have made the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. But Nathan Stanley gets hurt a couple of weeks ago. Pete Thomas is now at quarterback. Cleveland, who started off real slow. With Chris Dieter at quarterback, who is now in the soul, Arvell Nelson has lit a fire under that team in Cleveland, and he's came to play pretty much balled out. If I'm Cleveland, I'm probably thinking maybe we need to keep Arvell Nelson around for 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 a couple years because he's shown he's gotten the job done as the quarterback of the Cleveland Gladiators. So this is my this is probably one of my most interesting games, Harrison. Like I said, last time these two teams played, LA won 63-61. Arvell Nelson had 332 yards, six touchdowns, an interception, two rushing TDs. And like I said, Pete Thomas is probably going to be a starter at L.A. Who knows what's going on with Nathan Stanley, but it looks like Pete Thomas. This is this game could be a barn burner because I think it's just going to be that type of game that comes down to the last second. Yeah, it's two guys who were starting at the beginning of the year at the quarterback position who have gotten a two and a three seed. So that's always fun to watch, you know, two guys who – weren't necessarily in the beginning eight with Stanley and uh, Chris Deaker being the guys to start. But whenever Arvell Nelson gets a chance, Arvell Nelson usually plays pretty good. He Last year in Spokane, he took over during the L.A. Kids game when they were just, you know, er, yeah, yeah, during the L.A. Kids game when they were just losing, getting blown out. So Arvell Nelson is a pretty good quarterback in the AFL. He's had a great year. Uh, I'm not sure if he's elite yet. I'm not sure if I can go that far. But he's nah. a good NFL player. He can play the jack linebacker position. He can play DB. He can probably play receiver if he needed to. And he's played the quarterback position really well this year. So it was an intriguing team. This isn't the Cleveland team from 2014 or even last mm-hmm. year, really, when they were really good. Cleveland this year, they're just missing something. It's just it didn't really ever click for them. They never were able to take off and really get going like they were supposed to. They, they've got a great DB, right. Joe Powell. They found him out of the mm-hmm. uh, PIFL with the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks. So they, they had, had, a had, they had with the Eagles as well. 
Right, yeah, he was with the Eagles. So they've had positives this year, and they've found their quarterback in Arvell Nelson, but I, I don't see them winning this game. I actually really like L.A., you know. Um, have they been great? No. Seven and nine, same as Cleveland, but, you know, this is going to be a home game for them. It's going to be played in San Diego. So it's kind of a similar situation to Seoul with a, uh, a booking venue, you know, the, the venue being the problem. But L.A. is doing good. You know, Pete Thomas, he – He's another one. He's not elite yet by any means, but he's a pretty good quarterback. He, he turned himself into a respectable one. And then you've got a guy like Donovan Morgan. And mm-hmm. it's Demo's, you know, it's his last ride. This could be Demo's last game if they lose this one. So he's going to be fired up. He's going to be excited. And L.A., you know, if they start clicking on all cylinders and you've got the veteran and Cleveland Thomas in the secondary, and uh, I like L.A. You know, the line has improved this year. Rory Nixon's a great fullback out there, a great blocker. So, I'm going to go with L.A. in this one. You know what? You have just made a compelling argument to me that I didn't think about with Donovan Morgan being his last ride and this could possibly be his last game. You've made that argument so compelling that I am going with L.A. Before you before you gave your argument, I was leaning towards Cleveland just because of the Arnell, the Ar, the Ar, the Arvell Nelson uh, factor. I was leaning that way really hard, but your art, but your what you had to say about LA is got. I'm leaning towards LA just because, like you said, Donovan Morgan. This is his last game. He's a superstar. You know, no disrespect to the Cleveland wide receivers. Cleveland has a good, good set of wide receivers in Colin Thomas, uh, Colin, uh, and Colin and Colin uh, Thomas. I think that's what his name is. I'm not too mistaken. Colin Taylor. Yeah. yeah, Colin Taylor. 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 Sorry, Colin. It's Taylor. Sorry, I got the T's mixed up. Uh, Quentin Sims, Larry Beavers, you know, Cleveland has a good set of wide receivers. Like you said, it really hasn't clicked for them this season. Like, they had their moments, but it hasn't been consistent. In L.A., it's kind of been like their breakout year, you know, for a lot of years. For the first two years in the league, a lot of people look down on them like, yeah, I don't know if this team is going to survive. And they have really stepped it up, and it starts at the head coach. Their head coach who came over from the Sabercats is pretty much just Kept it going, Dave. He's brought that mentality into this to LA, and it's worked out really well for him. So, I'm going LA as well. Uh, we we are actually going to agree on all picks this week. I'm going with LA as well. Yeah, it should be a great game, though. I think that'll be another competitive game. The two and the three games this week are very good, and you know, mm-hmm. it's exciting to see LA their first playoff game. Obviously, you know, with the whole everyone gets in, but. Hey, they'd have made it anyway. You know, they got the two seed out west. So this is LA's best year, and that's a testament to Omar Smith and um, yep. just the guys they have out there: Donovan Morgan, Cesar Rayford, who came back from the CFL and has a lot of NFL experience. He's a great pass rusher. So I'm excited to see LA. I, I like LA. You know, I think they're a pretty good team this year, and they could make a run in Arizona. You know, in that second round they of the playoffs, and, and if Portland gets the win, who knows? Maybe LA's played in Arena Bowl, but let's not jump that far ahead. We'll just, we'll just worry about what Portland playoffs first. That would be crazy. That would I, I would have to say, man, that would be crazy if that happened. But it's the playoffs in any sport. Any sport in the playoffs, you cannot you cannot take no one. You cannot look down on no one because if you do and you look past someone, you can eventually take that loss in in unexpected fashion. So you can't take no one lightly. And that's pretty much all the playoffs in the AFL. But like I said, we missed a lot in the AFL. We already talked about Les Moss being uh being being fired, and we have a name for the for the DC franchise. <laughs> we finally have a name. They're called the Baylor. It's an eagle. 
um, it's an eagle, and uh, it pretty much follows the same model of the Capitals. Eagle looks similar like that. Harrison was not a big fan of the name Baylor. He told me, yeah, this, he, he told me that he was not a big name. Yeah, I like the Washington franchise, though. I love the location and the ownership, but uh, the oh, name yeah. left something desired. Oh, yeah, yeah, the name, yeah, the name totally leaves lots of desire. But like you said, the ownership and the location and whatever, perfect. Perfect per- perfect parent for what they got going on uh, down there in the D.C. area with their head coach, Dean Coquino. So it's going to be interesting to see what Dean does as their tryouts are going to be happening very soon in the fall. Teams. It's going to be interesting what time he, what type of team he built in, um, in D.C. And also, like you guys have been listening last year, you know, we were doing this in the year before. You know, we always got to talk about AFL players making that jump to the NFL. And we have two guys that made that uh that made that that made that leap. One of them was Nick Truesdale, formerly of the Spokane Shock when Spokane was part of the AFL and now Portland Steel. Uh Truesdale was with the Colts but then was eventually waived. But one guy who has stayed and we will possibly see him on Sunday night in the Hall of Fame game is Philadelphia Soul wide receiver Harvey Benford signing with the Green Bay Packers Harrison. Good news for Harvey. Yeah I- I talked to Harvey, and uh, you know I'm very excited for him. Harvey's always been a good dude, and he was uh, he's got an interesting story with not playing football, competitive football until his junior year of college, and coming out and running a four two two in a forty there. So, I mean that's just that's ridiculous. Reason. That is that that's not that's not just fast. That's flying like that is just crazy. So Harvey Harvey has you know he's got to make up to be one of the fastest dudes in the NFL. And from what I've read and seen on, you know, the, the Twitter and from all their beat reporters, he's taken some punts. He, he's caught some kick returns. So special teams is obviously going to be where he has to make his name. You know, that's where all, almost all AFL guys do. And I'm sure we'll get to him next. But A.J. Cruz is another guy who's in the yeah. NFL. And he's really there for special teams. And he's also playing the receiver spot. So, yeah, definitely rooting for Harvey. Harvey, you know, I talked to him and, He's excited to be out there, and uh, from everything I've heard, he's doing good. He's playing good out there, so it's great to see. AFL guys get up to the NFL, but, it's, you know, it's just a tad bit more special when those uh, Philadelphia Soul guys go up because, you know, we watch those guys week in and week out, and we see them at practice, and we talk to them. So it, uh, it's exciting to see Harvey in the league, you know, and I'm hoping he makes it. I'm hoping he, you know, makes an aim for himself down there. Me too, because like you said, he has blazing speed, and you can't teach that. You can't teach four four two two forty speed. You can't teach that. <laughs> that either you have it or you don't. And obviously, he has it. And if he can make his way on special teams with that speed, my oh my, that would be <laughs> that would be scary if you could, if you have him on your punt return or kick return and him with, coming with that head of steam and getting just key blocks. That's going to be exciting to see. So I can't wait to see what he does. If He uh, he probably will play on Sunday, Sunday night in the Hall of Fame game. So it'll be, it'll be fun to see him play. And like I said, A.J. Cruz, another guy who's um who's pretty huge, who's stuck in the NFL. He's, he's, he's stayed in the NFL. He's still there. He's with the Miami Dolphins from everything I've read. He, Adam Gates really likes what he's doing. And we'll see if he can stick on that roster. You know, Gates obviously had him in Chicago, and then Gates became the head coach, and he brought Cruz along with him. So it'll be interesting to see what AJ does. But like you said, these guys are going to have to make the roster special teams. And if they get a chance on offense, 
they got to take any opportunity that's given to them on offense and make plays. Yeah, you know, AJ's an interesting one because he's played receiver, corner, and kick returner in the uh, mm-hmm. NFL. So he, he's a guy who's kind of an Ironman guy. That's what you want on your 53-man roster. He can run down on kickoff, run down on punt, catch punt returns, catch kick returns, and obviously play offense. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I, I, I got a feeling that AJ might be the guy to make the roster this year out of all the NFL guys. You know, Harvey has an uphill battle. He's one of the last guys on the roster. But I think Harvey can make it out there. But I think if I was a betting man, I'm going with AJ Cruz for sure. Me too. Because so, he's already had that NFL experience last year and going through the rigors of that and surviving and, you know, getting another chance to go ahead. And I think he'll, like you said, I think he'll make it. I think he'll make it as well. And when we look, when we got, we got like a few more, we got a couple more minutes left here on the show. Um, have you heard anything else about any other players possibly getting getting a chance to getting getting an NFL shot? Because, like I said, it is that time of year where players are getting that getting that AFL shot. Any players that you're hearing getting an AFL shot? And is there any more words or rumors of expansion going on as well? You know, I haven't heard much about guys moving up. You know, those guys who deserve to move up. Like if I was an NFL coach, I'm picking Joe Hills up right now. He he's on my mm-hmm. roster. You know, it's ridiculous that him and him and Reynolds and Romaine and McDaniel and Smith down here in Philly. And then, you know, the list goes on and on. I'm not going to name everyone because, you know, there's a lot of guys who should be in the league. But, no, I really haven't. And it's a light year, you know, really. It is. With guys who legitimately played in the NFL or the AFL recently, you know, you got A.J. Cruz and Harvey. And that's it. Now, the Truesdale was released. Um Michael Ola is still in the league. He played for the Sharks for a little bit. R.J. Archer isn't playing anywhere. Uh, Brandon yeah, Copeland was in the league for like two seconds with Orlando for like two seconds. That was it. So it really is a light year. But the two guys who are in the league who, you know, legitimately played recently, both could make the NFL roster. So that would be huge for the AFL. So I haven't, you know, mm-hmm. and it's getting to the point where, they're kind of in camp and it's kind of established, so it's disappointing that right. we didn't see any more uh, any more AFL guys go up this year. Um, expansion, you know, it's getting kind of quiet. It's getting close, you know, to the Arena Bowl weekend, and that's when we're always looking for those expansion teams. Um, San Antonio will be rumored basically until they have a team. Um, <laughs> every year, that's like know, our that, favorite rumor. Every year, yeah, that's our that, favorite that's rumor. Always at the top of the charts. Um, Sacramento, you know, it's basically the same as it was, really. Sacramento is still one that everyone's kind of expecting to happen. And you've got the Mexico franchises with Univision. Not sure how many, but I've heard there'll be multiple. Um, Really the same stuff we've been hearing. So Capitara's got a closed lid on it. And, you know, I'm expecting at least one expansion at the minimum. You know, right. if we don't, that's, right. that's kind of a problem because we're still at eight teams then, and the West Coast is basically just L.A. and Arizona. So <laughs> literally, we get with Cleveland thrown in. Right, right. you got to pretty much put a Florida franchise out there at that point. I guess Jacksonville technically – yeah, yeah, I guess Jacksonville, Jacksonville or Tampa would be considered the most Western, and it probably be Jacksonville because they're higher up. So yeah, and they play ugly. more of like that a West would, Coast style of football. That would be that would be ugly if that happened. So um, hopefully San Antonio and Sacramento come in, and then you got four out there, and 
uh, five in the East. So, yeah, that's that's all of the rumor I've heard, though. Really nothing new, you know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that means well. the league is doing good, then. That's how we think good. Yeah, yeah, that means the league is doing well. I guess no rumors is a good rumor sometimes. There's nothing bad going on. I mean, it doesn't like the New Orleans Las Vegas situation we had last when we had last. Right, summer. right, yeah. Portland, you know, horrible. they don't have an owner right now, so I guess Portland's going to go under. Uh, I haven't heard of anyone picking them up. I've only heard of people not picking them up. So it looks like Portland's going to go under. I have heard though that Portland could go to the IFL with Emory Emmert. He still has the naming rights to Thunder, so mm. that's something to look out for. I it can see the it. Third consecutive, it will be the third consecutive year that the AFL lost a team to the IFL. So, which would that suck. kind of says something. That kind of says something. Right. That's, right. that's the biggest rumor I've heard right now. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like you said, that would be the third team that moved because we saw Spokane leave to go the ISL route, then they changed their whole complete name and everything. They went from the shock to the empire. Which is a train. Folks. And they went to the championship. Train. They made the championship yeah. out there this year, but they lost to Sacks Falls, who always wins. Yeah. Yeah, Sioux Falls is like the is like the dynasty of like the IFL. They're like the Rattlers of the IFL, except like type three. Literally. <laughs> Literally they are. So like you said, you got them. Spokane moved out there the year before that. We saw Iowa. Move, move out to the IFL, which was pretty much a good thing for them because they're kind of like a that small was a market. For Iowa. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a great decision for Iowa. Yeah, they were a small market team. They didn't really, you know, compared to other teams where we're in bigger markets and whatever, it was smart for them to go out and do that. So really no no issue with what, with what they did. And like you said, if Portland goes, that would be a shocker because Portland's not a – Portland's not a minor market. That's a major market. That's a major market with a major TV deal in Portland with Comcast Sportsnet. So that would be huge if they do go there. Yeah, yeah it would be interesting. But uh, that's just a rumor. You know, nothing in stone yet. Right. So that would be something to watch <laughs> right. for. And I'd, I'd probably say like September, October range, early fall. Yeah. Look for that. yeah, definitely because, as you know, as you know, just just having your hair to the ground involving any indoor football, the landscape is ever so changing in the indoor football and AFL, just indoor football in general. The the landscape's always changing. There's never no. There's there's always something going on. We see we see leagues folding. We see teams coming and going, j- jumping into different leagues. It's it's an interesting landscape that a lot of people don't really. Keep tabs on, but if you really like follow it, it's kind of interesting in a way because it's just like wow, like this is what really happens on a not on a major league level, but on a minor league level. How there's a lot of things that can happen. So we're dealing with a lot of these teams that play in smaller markets, they're playing smaller leagues. Yeah, stuff's always moving in every league, whether it's the AFL or the IFL or now formerly the AIF, which folded up shop a couple of weeks ago and. The new ADL, the Arena Developmental League, which isn't affiliated with the AFL, but seems to be uh, pretty, I guess, solid for indoor football terms. So there's, yeah. there's always stuff going on. There's always something to, you know, something to see happen in the indoor football world. They can be that de facto third league. Yeah, 
yeah, there's always something going on in one of those leagues. And really just, I mean, it's hard information to get a hold of, but if you can get a hold of it, it's pretty fun to hear about and pretty fun to read about and learn about. And every once in a while right. you get that success story. And now more and more we see IFL guys and even a CIF guy move up to the NFL. Yep. So, yeah, yep. it's Rashawn, always good when uh, guys get that opportunity. Simon, Simon Ice, Rashawn Simon Ice, yeah. who played in the CIF with the Chicago right. Eagles, now in yep. the NFL. So it happens. Always good to see guys continue their dream and eventually get to the NFL. That's the goal, literally. Like you said, it's the goal. You know, you got to start from you got to you got to start from somewhere. You know, everybody wants to start in the NFL, but it's not maybe not in the cards right at that time of moment to start in the NFL. Maybe you got to start in the IFL or the ADN or the ADL when it starts up or the CIF. You know, you got to start in one of those leagues and work your way up to the IFL, possibly to the AFL, then the AFL to the jump to the CFL, or you or if you're lucky, you get that IFL jump to the NFL and to then to the CFL. I think there was one IFL player last year, uh, Sean Lemon, who played for Sioux Falls, I'm not mistaken, and he played in the NFL with the Niners. Now he's playing in the CFL with the uh, with the Toronto Argonauts. So it it can happen. It can happen. It just it takes. I won't say it takes luck, but you just got to have the film. You get the film, and it doesn't matter where you play. If you got the talent, they will find you somehow, some way. Yeah, if you're, if you're good, you they'll find you. If, if you're good, they'll find you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I forgot, man. We wrap. We got to wrap the show here for a minute. But we didn't even talk about the Chinese, the CA, the CAFL. We didn't even talk about that. We, didn't even, we totally forgot about that. Just a. Crazy. Hey, man, that's, a, that's a podcast about. in itself. We'll say that. It's Literally. A podcast in itself. <laughs> Literally, that is an entire podcast by itself, and that's pretty much going to wrap up the, wrap up the show here uh, today on the Total Sports Live podcast. Once again, everybody, thanks again for tuning in or when you get a chance to as we preview and break down the AFL playoffs. As always, say to wrap up the show, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jovan10. Follow Total Sports Live on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Like the Facebook page as well and check out TotalSportsLive.com. And also make sure you follow Harrison on Twitter as, as well at, at, at SNSD Sports on Twitter. And make sure you go on YouTube. Yes, go on YouTube right now. Whenever you listen to this, go on YouTube. Search Sunday Night Sports. Go hit that subscribe button right now. I'm telling you, go hit that subscribe button right now. You won't regret it. Just go do it. It's better than that. You got nothing else to do. It's been a minute. It's been like a year since we posted anything on there. I've been busy playing ball instead of covering right. and trying to get to the college level. But uh, at some point there will be something on there. So, I mean, it'll be like Frank Ocean. You never know when it's going to come, but when it comes, it's going to be legendary. <laughs> but it might take 10 years. And I might drop some weird, like, you know, Apple Music exclusive with me in, like, the white room. I don't know what he was doing. I was, that was trippy, but at some point there will be something on there, so yeah, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, if there's something will be. Maybe some U-Pen football. Maybe maybe we'll have some U-Pen stuff there. You go. Maybe we'll, that, that'll be my, there. Yeah, that'll be my goal for this year to get some U-Pen stuff U-Pen football. Cool. Yes, got to. I'll definitely, I'll be at some games as well, but that's a whole podcast too in, in itself, but that's going to wrap it up. Everybody, thanks again for tuning in. For me and Harrison, enjoy the AFL action on CBS Sports Network and the ESPN Family Networks, and we'll talk to you guys maybe next week. We'll talk to you guys next week to break down the conference. There you go. That sounds good. That sounds good. (laughs)
<laughs> but other than but other than that, everybody watch some good football this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.